and welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. And of course, um, if you're listening to it uh, the week that we are sitting here recording it, uh, it is Holy Week. And, uh, you know, this is uh, Bubba the. Um, I heard somebody talking about it this week, um, a pastor, and it is true that in, in our faith, uh, every Lord's Day, we are instructed to remember. Uh, what Christ did. That's why Lord's Day was created in, in the church age. It really is not just one week, but it's still, I think, powerful and important uh, and certainly wouldn't be against taking a week and setting it aside to say, let's remember what God has done. Uh, and when you think about it, it's really mind-blowing. Rick, it really is. And, you know, uh, what a great format we have here to yeah. be able to talk about it because we, yeah. you know, we share our faith on the show, and I know you do the Bible study, which is really good. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, we, we do a little bit of a balancing act here on the show to be able to try to be Christians who do radio. And we certainly fail at that many times, but, um, the intent to do good is there yeah, <laughs> and to, yeah, to do yeah. the right thing. Yeah. And, uh, but, it, but it is a great week. And you know, the thing about, um, I, I don't want to use the term just religion, uh, throw it around, but they are various religions, right? which we are Christians, so we, we're part of Christianity, um, that, you know, most of the time a lot of these are where you have to serve uh, a deity and, you know, if you don't do it right, you get in trouble or you got to do this or that. I think Christianity, and one of the things I think is very unique about it, what you were talking about is very powerful, that we're celebrating what God did for us and that he did what we couldn't do this week with Easter. And and that's uniquely different to Christianity that 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 a king got down off his throne yeah. and paid the price uh, that had to be paid for a sinful creation that had no way to get back. And you know it's it is really mind blowing when you think about it. I've heard it said this. Well, you have too. I know you've heard this same statement, but I've heard it said before. All the other religions of the world are due, and and our faith is did done right uh and uh, and and that you, you just said that we're, we're not trying to earn something because by the way we're not going to pull that off no no uh but but i think sometimes it blows people's mind uh that that to think you mean to tell me that god would come to us when we couldn't come to him and then he would pay the price that i owe and then he would make me fully righteous you know by by grace through faith certainly we're leaving faith in ourselves and placing faith in him so I think sometimes people think to themselves that just doesn't seem very godlike, and they keep thinking, "Well, there must be something more." And then that's when we get to just like men have always done. When I say men, I mean humans, right. mankind, to add things. We're not going to get caught up on pronouns here. No, right, but so. you know what I mean. But you know, it's got to be it's got to be Jesus plus something, right? And, right. and or plus this, and and then of course you know we're, there's certainly a response to the how He transforms us, you know. But as far as being justified. That's totally God doing that. Yeah, and, and the fact that you try to live, what I'm going to use the term, a moral life, yeah, not out of rigorous obligation to do so, but because of love, because you right. want to do it, because you know it's a better way, and when all's said and done, you actually will be happier and have a better life living that way. Um, you know, and, and I've talked about it before, but I, I became a Christian when I was 10 years old. And at, at that, I grew up in a family that went to church. We were there every time the door was open. Uh, a, a moral family, you know, didn't have all that problem. I wasn't 
I wasn't really a bad kid or anything other than the normal things kids get into. <laughs> right. But about eight years old, my dad was, uh, he had 10 brothers and sisters. So uh, we, we, we went on a spell there. We had a lot of funerals, it seemed like. And, you know, when you go to a funeral and you're a kid, um, you start kind of realizing, hey, life is not forever, even though for you it looks like it's forever, you know, because these people are dying or old and I'm never oh, going to yeah. get old. Right, yeah. But in my case, I start asking the questions, you know, what's happening? What, where are these people going? What's, what's taking place here? And I started kind of seeking those answers. And when you, when you do that, I think it gives you the opportunity to, to look at the, the bigger picture of things. And I, I think a lot of times we try to shield our kids from death. We don't want to have to deal with it, and it can be a scary thing. But at a certain point, it's a good thing to deal with because you do have those questions and you do seek those answers. And it ended up with me uh, asking Jesus into my heart, giving my my life to him and using the term from the Bible, being saved or born again. And everything was different after that. I, I didn't I didn't have to worry about that anymore because the Bible clearly tells us what happens if, if you're. If your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you're in good shape. If not, it's a bad thing. And some people don't want to talk about that. But, you know, um, it, it's a real thing. It's not make-believe. Yeah, the thing that you're talking about is that is that moment of, of justification. You mean, you're justified. You're, you know, God is holy. There's nothing. He, he's not going to change who he is. So what he's got to do is change our situation. And, and so he takes on human flesh, and, and he comes uh, to us. Uh, in order really to 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 make us acceptable back to him so he makes us fully righteous uh you know I'm, i've heard this many times to fully understand the gospel you know sometimes we say well you don't have to be perfect you know to go to heaven but they, they actually that's not true no you do you do have to be perfect but <laughs> but, but not by our actions. right but we right. we can't be perfect so that's why we needed uh you know jesus uh, to to make us fully righteous and and even recently i was um, just learning about this incredible thing that happened this week and what i'm going to say I, I don't want it to be like people go wait a minute just hang on just stay a minute is you know when you, you jesus taught us how to pray well when he's teaching us how to pray the lord's prayer that's a prayer that he's instructing us to pray right but then there's a prayer in john 17 that only he can pray and that's the high priestly prayer when he's getting ready i mean it's getting down to the end he's talking about you know my soul is troubled mm-hmm. but this is why i came and that's that 100 percent man side of him while he's sitting here you're communicating with the father as 100 percent god and he has always been and one of the things that that i think we need to to think about but but it's still it's incredible news is that sometimes and i think this is where we get into what our our world is full of right now self-worship and that is that we start thinking that that jesus's whole motivation this week to the cross was us and i've heard i've heard that talk many times but it really wasn't it was to glorify his father. He kept saying, I'm here to glorify my father. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going so that I'm here to fulfill the will of my father. Uh, he's telling Pilate, you don't have any authority over me. Uh, you know, I'm here to fulfill the will of my father. My father has allowed you this moment, but nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down and I'll raise it, raise it up again. But here's the good news. Guess what glorified the father? redeeming us that's right and, and and so but but you know that way you kind of understand yes you have a god who loves you and you have a god who who desires to have fellowship with you desires to talk to you desires to have you there 
But when you when you look at us implementing Jesus, when he says, now you're my disciples, follow me, our motivation isn't, look, God is so enamored with me and God worships me. You say, no, we're here to glorify the Father. Right. And, uh, and, and Jesus said, I will, I, will, I will share that with you. We're all here to glorify God. God is not see, here worshiping us. And, and it's a wonderful thing to realize that he does love us enough that he would say to his, his, his son, to glorify me is to redeem them. You, you know, you, you said something there that really blows me away, too, that, that God, who has always been mm. and who always will be, mm-hmm who spoke the known universe into, and what we don't know, into existence. Yeah, right. Which, you know, well, my love of science, I love seeing how big and how glorious the creation is. The, he, he did all of that, and he wants a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. That blows me away. Yeah, I, I, and the personal thing, I, I look out, I look through Scripture, and I see exactly what you've described, the beginning and the end. I am holy, holy, holy. Some some of the attempts to some of the people that uh, you know are, are men and women just like us that that are trying to describe even what they were allowed to experience, and for him to say things like, "When Elijah was down and out, what are you doing here, Elijah?" I mean, he's calling him by his by his, by his personal name. Yeah. Fear not, Abraham. Mm-hmm. Not just fear not in general to anybody who hears me. Right. Fear not, Abraham. Uh, I, I want to redeem you, Bill. I want to redeem you, Rick. Uh, when you're praying, I'm 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 coming to you intimately and personally. That is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, it is. And you know, we we live in a blessed time. There's yep. no doubt about it. We have a lot of blessings that uh, unfortunately become distractions. Yeah. Sometimes it can be family, job, you know, uh, stuff you're buying, whatever. You know how that goes. Yeah. But. It's just amazing to me that in my life, when I get things in the right order, yeah. I am focused on God first and let the rest of the stuff take care of itself. And we all still have to go to work. We're not we're not we're not saying that you you miss work because you're praying outside. Right. You know, yeah. the, there's a way about this. But when you put Him in the right place, it just seems like the rest of it goes better. Not perfect. Never going to be perfect on this earth at this time, but it just seems like the the pieces of the puzzle go together a lot better. Yeah, if we could give any advice to any of you right now from some guys that, that and we'll talk more about it. We we've been through some stuff, and we we're all just trying to you know even after being justified, this process of sanctification and learning and maturing. If really you could sum up what you're saying, Bubba, and what we're learning, go ahead and make this decision now. The way he says to do things is right. Yep. I, I mean, I mean, he's right, and it's not. He's not some killjoy. That that's that. You know, think about those of you that may be watching this or listening to this who have children. The the I love the way it was said one time. Barriers are not stifling. Barriers are loving. You know, I'm I, because they protect you. Right. And and just like you're saying to your children, if you do this, this bad thing's going to happen. I'm not trying to take away your joy. I'm trying to tell you this because I love you. Your heavenly father, who is a perfect father, he has set up these parameters not because he's a killjoy or, you know, he's doing this because he loves us. I mean, he, he's trying to say, if you do marriage the way I said to do it, and I can I can see that in my own life, 
I'm right. If you'll if you'll mm-hmm. handle sexually sexual purity the way I say to, it's an incredible gift. You'll find that I'm right. Yeah. If if I tell you, you know, like you say, to to put me first in your life, then you can actually love the people that that you're trying to place ahead of me. It, it, he actually knows what he's doing, and it, the quicker in your life you realize that. I'm not saying that. Remember, I'm not saying it's not going to be hard, but I'm going to tell you what: you'll have a peace that only He can provide. That's right, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, you you know, things are going to happen. Sure, uh, world events. Yeah, uh, relationship issues, job issues, um, you, you name it. But there is a way to deal with it, right. and that's the key. And you know, there's there's a lot of evidence for what we're talking about yeah. too. I, I love the book, The Case for Christ. Amen. It's, uh, it, it is a great book by a guy who set out to prove the Bible was not true, right. and became a believer because of it. But it's we, we don't we don't have faith just to have faith. Right. We have faith because it's based on a lot of truth. But right. we can't. We don't have the whole picture. We don't have everything. There is a a part where you just have to believe. And you know, I'm really Rick. For me, I'm glad that that we serve a God that I don't completely understand and have all the answers. Because if he did, if my my gray matter up here, I know that we always say eight pounds. Mine might be eight and a half with this noggin. But if I can understand everything God's doing, he ain't that big a God. Right. And I'm glad I don't understand it all. Amen. All right, we'll come back. We'll continue on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. So it's it's the it's Holy Week, Bubba. We've we've got um, much to celebrate, and 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 it's a great time to reflect. And we've talked about some of the things, and 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 you mentioned something uh, before we took a little break there, and and that was I would take this time if I was someone who was seeking, I would take this time. Yes, as Bubba said, and we've said we do believe by faith, but it's a faith that's based on a lot of evidence. You know, the the evidence of Christ's resurrection is quite. Impressive. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and I know a lot of times, you know, the world will tell you, no, we don't have proof of that. But, you know, we know for a fact that more people saw resurrected Jesus than saw Alexander the Great. Right. When he was living, when he was a commander. Right. Uh, and, you know, that that's that's a fact. That's not a hey, maybe. Right. You know, we, we can we can see these people. They wrote about it. They talked about it. It's an amazing story, and I know it's hard for people to believe because we live in a world with so many fairy tales and movies and all this kind of stuff. But but this man existed, and what the Bible says he did, he did. Right. And and the grand, uh, you know, the the big finale of this was rising from the dead because he said he had the keys over the grave, and yeah. I believe it. I believe he did it just like we're sitting here. Well, just look at the guys that were with him. Bubba and I have talked about this before, and I, I think this will help you. It certainly helped me. You look at the guys that, that were with him, and the, the, the people that they were before the resurrection versus the people they were after the resurrection yep. tells you a lot. First of all, if I'm going to make up a story that didn't happen, and I know it didn't happen, that's the key. For those that you're out there going, well, can we, can we trust that these accounts of, of these men and women, can we trust them? Well, think about this for a minute. Let's just try some C student Calhoun County stuff, okay? Right. Let's try the superpower of common sense. If I'm going to make up a story that I know is false, okay, I'm never going to put in that story how bad I looked at times. I'm not going to be betraying Jesus. I'm not going to come across as cowardice. I'm not going to abandon when he needs me to pray with him. I'm not putting those things in there. I'm not going to run 
and leave him to be taken away. You won't find any of that in my account of my story. Right. The second one, which is even a bigger point, I'm not going to die for it. I will not die and be martyred over something that I know I'm making up. And, and, and every single one of them. And they, now, they weren't like that before the resurrection. Right, right. It, now, two, di- two different total yeah. people, the way they, they, they went from even denying they even knew him when right. the mob had him right. to on the other side of that resurrection saying, we're not going to hush about it. Right. You can kill us. You can beat us. You can do whatever you want to. We're going to tell you what we saw. We're sticking with this because we saw it happen. We were there on Friday. We were there after Sunday. Something earth-shattering, right. universe-shattering happened, and we got to tell people about it, and they would not hush. No one doubts that this person, Paul, existed. Yep. Okay? No one doubts that. This this was a person in history. You think he's going to give up his status? I mean, it's, if, if he never says that Jesus was Messiah, and, and you know, he has no gain to make that up because all it did was ruin his life. Uh, as far as his standing in the Jewish community and those who were yet to believe, he went from persecuting a church and being very good at it, by the way, yes. uh, to to when he encounters the risen Jesus, he then turns around and his, and his zeal is no longer for destroying the church. His zeal becomes just as passionate, by the way, and just as good at advancing the church to the point, to Bubba's point, that he would be beaten, he would be stoned, uh, he would. He. I mean, why would Paul do this if he's just making it up? He, he's encountered something that that has so radicalized him that that it's worth dying for. Now, would you, you die? Can't, you would, can't fake that. Would you, you die for something it. that you knew you were making up? No. And no then, way. And then Paul goes on to say, "Look, there were five hundred people who saw Jesus uh, resurrected." He appeared, you know, first to uh, to Mary, then he appeared to to Peter, and then he says, and then we had five hundred other people that said, "Hey, you know what? I saw him too." On top of the the forty days he spent with the with the eleven, so it's really it's incredible, really the yeah. whole the whole story. So, I mean, if nothing Praise else, the Lord, yeah, incredible. Yeah, well, that's what we would kind of say to you, you know, this week. Um, you know, this is a great week for you to research these things, and we're not sitting here, you know, the way we do our show. We don't we don't run from from our faith and we don't run from that. Uh, but at the same time, we know that we're not going to be able to beat you over the head uh, with the Bible to get you to to give in. But but I would just say this, and I've said this to everybody who's ever you know that I've known and I've loved, or maybe they're just somebody from the show that I got a chance to have a conversation with. We both do, uh, you know, about kind of searching. And all I would say is this: just devote time to it. Why don't you go and research like the Lee Strobel's, like you said, for the case of Christ, like C.S. Lewis, uh, like Josh McDowell. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. there's so many that said, you know, C.S. Lewis, same thing. I'm going to go out and prove this is wrong. I, I'm so intelligent. I'm I'm going to go out and I'm going to I'm going to tell you this resurrection never happened. Happened, and this faith in Jesus is a farce. And 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 with all the things he was able to uncover and research, he came to the conclusion it's real. And, and that's all I would say. You know, if you're trying to figure out, the same time you devote to trying to figure out if anything is real or I want to become an expert on this or I want to research that, I mean, we all can do that. We all have things we enjoy researching. I would just say since eternity is tied to this one, devote the time to it. Yeah. You know, make just, an educated decision on this or a researched or informed decision. It, it just seems like it's something you'd want to have settled. 
you know. Right. Yeah, uh, we all have to buy insurance, and you know, we prepare for the worst. And look, the worst thing that could ever happen is eternal separation. We don't want that for anybody. Don't want that to happen. But unfortunately, some people are going to choose that path. Right. Sadly, I know. Um, and I know there's there's people thinking, well, you know, I'm busy. If you, I think if you will just pray. And you will open the Bible and read. And John is a great book that kind of, you know, right. summarizes a lot of it. Right. Um, and just ask God to open your eyes and and uh, and lead you through it. I think, uh, you know, that's a great place to start. And you can, uh, you, I, I promise you, I just think the Holy Spirit will lead you, and and you will you will see and feel what we're talking about. Yeah. So so we have. Um Another one I would suggest, because I think I think anybody listening to this and watching this would agree, if the resurrection happened, if that if that's true, it's a big deal. I mean, that's a game changer. Yeah. Uh, it separates the, the Christian faith, as you said earlier, from every faith there is. Right. So there's a man named Gary Habermas, and he he's in the case for Christ too. He he's one of the ones that Lee Strobel talks about, and he he has devoted his whole ministry to saying, I'm going to show you the overwhelming proof that the resurrection happened. Because if it happened, just like with Lee Strobel, just like with C.S. Lewis, just like with Josh McDowell, then that's a game changer. Uh, And so I would research, uh, definitely I would say either watch the movie or read the book, The Case for Christ, but but then go further and research some of the articles and some of the presentations that Gary Habermas has made. And uh, and and you'll you'll find that uh, that the evidence because sometimes it's easy to take something and kind of cast it aside and go well that's just a, that's just a fairy tale you you remember really here on the show and I'm not trying to I don't want it to come off like I'm saying if you listen to Bubba and I you know there's nothing to be impressed by okay? <laughs> that's right <laughs> but, but I'm going to tell you this you and I interviewed on our show two of the m- most popular evangelical atheists uh, you know. Um, uh, Christopher Hitchens and Dawkins. Yeah, what was his first name? Flying uh, Spaghetti Man. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, Flying the, Spaghetti Monster. Yeah, that's what yeah, he called yeah, it. And, what is Dawkins' first uh, name? Uh, I cannot think of it. Richard now. Dawkins. Richard. Yeah, thank Rich, you. Richard Dawkins. So we interviewed both of them on the show, and I'm going to tell you something. I was like, oh, man, I sure hope they don't make us look bad, because these are super intelligent guys. Yeah. Well, Dawkins uh, yeah. was the first one, and uh, there there was a discussion about if we should even give them airtime or not, mm-hmm. and you know, they got degrees hanging all over the wall. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, they could really make us look foolish, I guess. But we had them on. And I I never felt intimidated by them. Uh, if anything, I kind of felt sad for them, really, because they, they don't have any real hope right. in the world. Did you, you know? also find it, which was shocking to me, and this is usually the, call, the, the case I, I've discovered, they had not really researched what they were out – talking against very much at all they didn't know much about it and 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 when we got to talking to them you know i remember uh even my wife sherry who who was you know part, saw the interview and she was like i mean not hitchens as much but dawkins almost seemed cowed down i mean he came into the room we were told he was going to be bombastic oh, yeah, and he was yeah. going to be rude and he really came into the room and almost got real real docile uh, because you realize that when you're out just throwing things out like Spaghetti Monster, everybody laughs. But when you start getting pressed on what do you really know about the claims of Christ and those who follow him, you, you found they really didn't know that much. Well, And they didn't know much about history. Yeah, it was. I, I thought it was funny. Some of the attacks that he had 
were not even uh, he he his facts were not right. right yeah, it's almost like he had a straw man argument. Yeah, that didn't exist, and he was making a lot of the claims against some other world religions uh, and trying to kind of spin that into blaming Christianity, which was not the case. So. You know, and and again, we pray for them. We hope that uh, that they are enlightened, um, especially and, Hitchens, who's yeah, already gone, right? And and a lot of people were were really talking and working with him at the end. Yeah. I don't know wh- how that ended up, but yeah. I I hope that uh, that that uh, he made a positive decision. Let me put it that way. We'll come back more of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast Easter edition, when we continue. All right, so Bubba, let's. I know that you were talking about anytime the, a client sends us stuff and they want us to try it. But Bubba, you don't you don't really have a beard. I mean, I guess I could have sent you the thing from Manscaped, you know, that for the nose, you know. The, oh the, yeah. The, 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 yeah, because I never thought we would be all caught up in. Do you know any good nose clippers? <laughs> but 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 yeah. look, look, but can I tell you? I hate to tell you this. That's we, a sad state. That's where it? that's where we are yes, now. It is. Uh, but anyway, uh, go to manscaped.com. We're going to get you 20% off if you use the code Bubba20, uh, Bubba, Bubba20. These, uh, the, all everything there is designed for men, by men. Uh, like I, I was telling Sherry yesterday, she got, came back from a trip, and she told me I need to trim my, my beard. And she goes, please tell me why I was going, you trimmed the beard. And I did. I got from manscaped.com the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. It's the most precise shave of your life it's waterproof it's got an led light you know and i was trying to keep my beard tighter and the ones i'd had before the trimmers before i just couldn't they didn't work smooth but this this really really does uh and of course the one i was telling you about the weed whacker that's the one for the nose and the ears i know that's what they call it it's called the weed whacker uh, and and i mean did you think you'd ever be sticking some up your nose and cleaning it out with getting the hair out of there in your ears uh theirs is Rick, it, i really didn't yeah theirs is as good as it gets uh, and they've got, uh, you know, it's it's proprietary, this skin-safe technology, and it helps prevent the, the nicks and the snags and the tugs. Uh, it really, really works well. So if you'd like to see what they have, and, the, and these are high-quality products, uh, go to manscaped.com, use the code Bubba20, and get 20% off. So Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, it is Holy Week. So, Bubba, you, you were talking earlier, because I think one of the things you get down to of thinking about, you know, did this event in time really happen? Is the impact that it has on people? I mean, where, do you see the power? You mentioned your testimony that you, you know, you understood the gospel. You you you'd heard this. You you made that decision at uh, eight. Did you say at ten? At ten, actually ten. Yeah, 10. started asking a lot of questions about at, eight. At eight. Yeah. So talk about like what it, how how it's been. You know, you were justified. Now you've spent, you know, you're you're fifty eight years old. Walking through this sanctification process, so so, what has the power of the gospel done for you? Well, I think initially um, I had to deal with my father passing yeah. away uh, when I was fifteen, and I think that would be probably the first challenging uh, bump in the road. But it, it really, you know, you hate to lose a loved one; mm-hmm. we all do. But it went probably as well as as could be. My dad was a strong believer. We had a lot of conversations about it. And um, he he passed away from uh, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma um, about six months after he was diagnosed with it. But in that time, we got to have some really good conversations about, uh, you know, about what we believed and where he was going and who he was going to see. And, 
you know, things that I needed to do. And, you know, it was a challenge, but it also was a great uh, growing experience. And, um, you know, as you, as you go and you try to grow from that, uh, especially as a young person, there's obviously, you know, times in your life you're probably not moving forward at the right, rate yeah, you need to. Sure, yeah. But uh, thank goodness we all grow out of that. And uh, But it, it's, it's a constant walk, and you, and you try to, to keep learning and, and get better and uh, share your experience with other people. And, and certainly I think uh, uh, all of us have different gifts, and you want to try to use those and, and however you're called to use those. And, you know, there's times, Rick, I go, you know, I'm not doing enough. I just don't feel like I'm doing enough. And and then there's times that you have little victories along the way, oh, yeah. and, you, you're, you know, you feel really good about that. And uh, But it, it's, it's a constant process. I, I don't think you ever, quote, get there. You have to just continue to walk and continue to grow. And, um, you know, it's, it's how you find peace. It's how you, you get through the events every day of life. And hopefully some guidance. Um, that, that the Lord is opening doors for you where they need to open and closing the ones you don't yeah. need to go through because no. we've all almost, you know, took, you know, gone the wrong way too. So, um, but, it, times, but it's an ongoing yeah. process, Rick, ongoing every well, day. Well, that's it. And I think, you know, I don't want to use words that you go, well, you know, we don't know what those means. Those are church words or whatever. But, <laughs> but when, when, when you're redeemed, you're reconciled back to a holy God through through the the grace and mercy provided by the death and the resurrection of Jesus. That's justified. That's a one time event. Right now, there may be different theological discussions about that, but that's where Bub and I are. That's where I'm at. That's yeah. a, that's and we believe that we can support that biblically. But the sanctification is what Bub is talking about now, and we can't tell you how that ends because we're still in it. Right. Uh, but that's the process of now you you becoming. Remember, and I don't want to get into theological discussion, there's there's something in Romans chapter 8 where we have these discussions about predestiny, and we're not going to talk about that as far as our redemption, because no matter what we believe about that, we're still called to be disciples and make disciples. And and i got to tell you, that takes up most of my time. Uh, how, how to figure out how God, who doesn't answer to time, sees time. I, I, you know, like Bubba said a minute ago, if I can unpack that for you, it's probably not a deep concept. But anyway, we're talking about God here. I don't have the tools to pull yeah, that we're off. We're talking about finite yep. minds here. Yep. But through that sanctification process, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8 that it is predestined that we will become more like Christ. Now, that's one thing we can all agree on because it says it clearly that if you truly have been redeemed, that the power of Jesus is changing you, the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus, uh, as a follower of Jesus, where he says, abide in me, and if you do abide in me, if you you spend time in me, you you abide, you make a decision to remain in me, um, then then I will produce fruit in you that proves that you're my disciple. That's out of John 15, and Bubba talked about the Gospel of John. If you're new to Scripture, I agree with him 100%, the Gospel of John. Just start there. That's the that's John saying here's the God man yep. and, and you learn what you the, the, what you need to know about Jesus. So anyway, so that process is 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 going to happen. But then I think sometimes where we get frustrated is we we're we're we're, we're sometimes looking at our life and we're comparing sanctification to glorification. Glorification is not coming to this flesh is dead. I mean, I've heard a great uh, uh, theologian say the other day, he thinks the reason why Paul wrote the powerful Romans chapter 8 is because he just struggled through Romans chapter 7. <laughs> and and the, that's when he had to be reminded that right. no no one is condemned that is in Christ because he spent all of seven going, why do I still sin? Right. You know, and why is this still bothering me? I wish this flesh was dead. Uh, so you're going to have struggles, but the key is, you know, it becomes a battle between once you're justified 
of your spirit and your flesh, and I have found in my life the one that I feed usually wins. You well, know, you and, know. and two, I think uh, what we're seeing now in in the contemporary world, especially here in our country, yeah. is that we don't call sin a sin. Right. We we don't call wrong a wrong. We right. try to justify it, twist it. We've even seen this, you know, in our churches now. Oh, they're yeah. they're tickling the ears, which oh, yeah. uh, was a warning we see at the end of the book. Yep. Um, there is right, there is wrong, and you know, all of us fail. Right. And but we we have a way back, and we have someone who is good to forgive us, and they will if right. we admit that. And you know, don't justify it. Don't try right. to live in that, but but call it what it is, and and try to uh, uh, make that adjustment, and and not go down that path. I mean, but it, it's just. I mean, you turn on the TV today, people are justifying everything under the sun, right. and all of it uh, is is not good. And no. instead of saying it's not good, we've decided to call it good and justify it. And I, that's a that's a dangerous way to go, Rick. No, it is. And and you know, we were talking about our testimonies. I, I was I was like you. I was I was raised in the church, and I'm so thankful for that. And uh, I, I had mom and dad that that got me to church, and and I had a grandmother whew, that uh, I remember thinking my grandmother was was weird. And over the top, you know, I loved her so much. I was like, you know, she's a little over top with all this, <laughs> with her faith. Of course, I realized now that my, my grandmother was just a real follower of Jesus. Right, right. Uh, you know, it was us who had the problem, not her. Uh, she actually had it right. And um, and so, but thankfully, we were able to be on the same page before she went to glory. But um, she prayed over me. My parents prayed over me. And, and as a child, I certainly understood uh, Jesus and the gospel and I even, Bubba, never in my entire life was I ever an agnostic or an atheist. I never stopped believing. Right. Uh, none of that now. But, you know, the, the problem I ran into, though, was, you know, I kind of established uh, as a child a cultural Christianity, meaning it was part of my culture, but it was mainly a Sunday thing. I was never really involved in church much at all. And I'm not saying going to church redeems you. I'm just saying once you've been redeemed, you go to church. Uh, and I, and I kind of went because it was part of our culture and it was what my parents expected me to do. And, uh, but I never really was that involved in it. And I kind of had that feeling, all right, once I believe the right concepts of everything, and I don't think I'm going to hell, and, isn't that it? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of done now. Yeah, you, you, yeah, it's not just fire insurance, Rick. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's what I had. I was like, well, anybody wants to go to hell's got to be an idiot. All right. So, right. so I certainly didn't want to do that. So we come back, I'll, I'll talk about um, what we're talking about here because I think this is the point we're making, and I'll tell you it happened in both our lives, and, uh, and, and it's, um, it's what Bubba's talking about, about, about we have to understand that sin is real, and you have to get to a point where you finally just call it what it is. Uh, and we'll do that when we wrap up this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. So, yeah, so I was talking about, so I, I definitely have always believed in the gospel that we're looking at this week. But but I think there was a time, well, I know there was a time in my life, like we were talking about, that you've been redeemed, and God says you belong to me. And as Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my commands. Well, to love somebody, you got to know them, right? Right, and you got to spend time with them. Uh, and I didn't do that. I, I, I didn't. You know, I, I went to Sunday school most, either Sunday school or church. And but the minute that I was able to leave the house, uh, even though through high school, I mean, I, I didn't drink, I didn't party. I certainly was like any young man full of testosterone that is struggling with sexual purity and. And, and the draw of that. But I remember thinking, as long as I'm not a drunk, 
and I don't party like everybody else. I'm the real Christian, and they're not. Right. You know, I had all these other things I was struggling with, but right. they, for some reason, I had lowered their importance. Right. You know, we that, tend to do that. That was yeah. the culture I grew up in. If you drank, then you were then you were bad, and if you didn't drink, you were probably good. But there's so many other things. But but anyway, so it doesn't take long though for those things to come apart too, if that's your plan. So when I, I left high school and went into college, I, I had some disappointment about what happened with me and football and all that. And it seems silly now at 57, but at 18, it was a, it was a big deal. And, um, and so um, um, for the first time in my entire life, I, I actually took a drink of alcohol, not by peer pressure, by choice. And, and I think what happened to me there is because I was really living off cultural Christianity, not true redemption, because I didn't really have the conviction of the Holy Spirit that, that I think corrects these kind of things. And you may stumble, and we're all going to stumble. Uh, I still stumble, but it's corrected now by the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes it takes longer for me to uh, repent of it or correct it, and sometimes it's instantaneous. But, uh, you know, it's, it's my, I guess, my willingness to justify it or not. But, uh, but when that happened, I, I left the church and was gone for 13 years, never went to church. Of course, I was still a Christian, of course, right. and uh, and was just involved in, in everything you could imagine, <laughs> and um, uh, you know, and uh, d- d- took what God deems holy and and marriage and destroyed that, and uh, and and somewhere uh, along uh, that time is when Bubba and I had started doing the show together, and and I knew that Bubba was a Christian. Of course, I was too, you know, uh, because you know I believe the same things Bubba does, and. And uh, now I, our lives were very, very different. And um, so uh, I, I was I was fortunate enough to to have um, a man come into my life named Rick Cagle. And when Sherry and I met on the show, uh, you know, thank thank goodness uh, Jesus was about to change me, so I didn't destroy more people's lives like Sherry's. Um, I um, I went into his church to uh, simply find a place to get married because it was close to the studio. And it was in between Gunnersville and Oxford and Birmingham. It was a good central location to get married. And uh, and this pastor was there, and he asked me what I was doing there, and I told him I was there to rent the, the church, and he was familiar with the show, uh, which, Bubba, you know, I, I, I certainly apologize to you. And the partner you were dealing with then was, was much different than now, and I can't imagine what it was like to try to skirt through all that and keep some sort of integrity as a, as a man of God. Uh, people p- probably question, why is this your radio partner? Uh, but anyway, so, uh, but I thank for your prayers. I'm thankful for that uh, because I know you did pray for me. And and uh, and you certainly spoke into my life when you found the times to be right, whether I listened or not, it still mattered. And uh, so when I was standing there with him, uh, he told me that he was not going to marry me in that church. And I was like, what? And, wow. That's, that's eye and, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and I said, oh, you want these people won't marry somebody because they've been divorced? And he said, no. He said, I don't know the circumstances of your divorce. I don't think it's an unredeemable sin uh, that has nothing to do with my decision. And I'm paraphrasing, but this is basically what he said. And uh, he said, I'm not going to marry you because you're lost. And I was like, lost? Uh, and, uh, right. and I said, <laughs> uh, I've been baptized twice, which I had once as a kid, once as a teenager. And um, and he said, which I think we all have to think about. Jesus says it in John fifteen. Paul says it Second Corinthians thirteen. Examine yourself. Do you see the evidence of, of of your faith? And he, as kindly as he could, I mean, he wasn't hit me in the stomach with, I mean, the chest with his finger, but but spiritually he was. And he said, so I listened to the show, 
and I hear you say these things. I hear you. I hear you around town. You do this. I know you do that. And this is part of it. And here's how you talk. And this is how you do that. And he said, there's no evidence of redemption in your life. Jesus is too powerful for you to remain unchanged like this. This, this you're not making stumbles like you make mistakes. You live a life that is deliberate and and perpetually sinful. And, you know, I learned later, you know, a disciple of Jesus like Paul in Romans 7 still struggles with sin, but a disciple of Jesus should not live a life of sin. You know, 1 John talks about this, that anybody whose, you know, seed has been, of God's seed has come into their spirit, uh, they cease practicing sin. They don't live a life of perpetual deliberate sin. They stumble, but they don't, they don't do that. A disciple of Jesus struggles with sin, but a disciple of Jesus doesn't live a life of sin. And, uh, and I didn't know that. I mean, I mean, and there's a big difference. Yeah, there's a big, big difference. Yeah, and and he he wasn't saying you must be perfect. What he's saying is you live a life that is in conflict with Scripture. Right. And um and I and I went home and I knew that he was right, um but I didn't know what to do about it. And I you know because sometimes the hardest thing where we're from and in, in the Bible Belt with cultural Christians is we think we've believed enough about Jesus that saved us. And one of the hardest things that keeps us from truly being redeemed is just admitting that we're lost. And I certainly didn't want to admit that. Um, and so I went to Scripture and because I, I had a Bible, but I never really opened it much. And it fell to the book of James, which was weird because I had no business in the book of James at that level. Uh, uh, but God has a great sense of humor. But because of the way I was raised, because I was raised to respect authority, and even though I sometimes didn't, I paid a price when I didn't. Uh, and I saw the word submit in James chapter 4. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil. Come near to God, and he'll come near to you. And, of course, men, we know action. I thought submit, resist, come near. And I could understand that. I, right. didn't, I didn't have to have a theological degree to understand that. And I, and I knew, because I knew how I'd live my life, that I was just under my own authority. I wasn't under the authority of God. I believed in God, and I believed in Jesus. But I wasn't under the authority. Of course, so did the demons. They believe all those things. And uh, so just in my house, you know, everything was about to change for for me and, and for what we're going to do and, and all that. Uh, I just said, Lord, I, I, I want to be under your authority. Um, I, I didn't really say the word repent because I didn't really understand it. But I said, I'm going to submit to your authority and I'm going to, now not knowing that was what repent meant, I want to turn away from this life. I see what I see what doing it my way has done for me, and it's got me in a really bad place. And uh, I've, I've hurt a lot of people, and there's a lot of that I'm an embarrassment to my parents. I've destroyed people's lives. My children don't have a good father, uh, and um, I just said, "Change me." Well, and you I know, think that just that, changed me. That goes back to the to the real world proof we're talking about. Yeah. It, uh, we're talking about a real person. Yeah, and. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. And I've seen the change. It's been incredible. It's been extremely positive. And uh, we wasn't going to give up on you, Rick. You no, know, and no. I appreciate you not giving up on me when I'm not moving as fast <laughs> as I need to either. So, well, well it goes back uh, to this. You know where I was, Bubba, just true. And we still make these decisions because, like I say, it's a battle now between yeah. the flesh and the spirit, even when we've been redeemed. What the problem was is that I knew enough about the gospel, thanks to my parents and my grandmother, that this sin that I was thinking was so great, it was going to cost me my sin. Yeah. And because I didn't know Jesus well enough and I didn't know God intimately, I thought that sin was better than him. And I thought the life of sin was superior to the life with him. Now, that sounds stupid right now, 
but that's exactly but what, no it's it's easy yeah, to think that yeah, when you're yeah. on the other side of this right yeah um and you know in this day and time when so much depends on social media oh, and yeah. you know how many likes and how many clicks to see what Jesus did on this earth mm. three years no car no airplane no radio and TV no social media to see what he accomplished that it's it's just so clear to me because of the of what has come out of this with the church throughout mm-hmm. thousands of years since then something remarkable happened and there was something remarkable about that historical figure yep. that just has it's not like anybody else that's ever walked on no. this earth and when you get in there and you read it and you look at it and you start praying to God and say God open my eyes lead me down this path I'm sick of what I'm dealing with and that you got to that point too yep. um, things begin to happen yep. and I can't explain it um, I just know it's a really good thing Yep. And I'm I'm glad that he did what he did mm. and that we're here today, and that is a free gift for everybody out there. That's why anybody. we call it the good news. Anybody, and it is great news. Hey, if Bubba and I can help you, maybe something here has prompted something and, and God's doing something right now. If we can help you at all, rick at rickandbubba.com, bubba at rickandbubba.com, we'll be happy to help you. And uh, and we're, we thank you for taking time to be with us on this wonderful week, like Bubba just said. It's, it, it's truly exactly what gospel means. It is great news. So thanks for being with us on Thank this you. edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.